Oh no, Erica, you seem so sad. What's going on? I am sad, Hannah. What happened? Sebastian and Mia don't end up together. (sighs) Erica, we haven't even started the intro music. Yeah, I mean, you can play it, but that doesn't negate the fact that it's really sad. They were meant to be together. They clearly could have made it work. I was so enthralled with the story that I was like, they're perfect for each other. They're helping their dreams. Erica, 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 this help them do the. We're starting the podcast. Scene. Oh my gosh! Did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys like that little bit of acting we just did? We just we tried just to like pull off some our, of our thespian skills back into reality. Oh my gosh! We really did some acting. The thespian skills never leave. They've never left me. Have they left you? Sometimes I have to try and rein them back in, but still got them in Don't there you have somewhere. To act? Don't you have to act all the time when you're like in your adult life? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you go and get a coffee or something and they're like, how was your day? I'm like, so fantastic. After I just got off the phone with the tax company. So <laughs> are, you like in trouble with, are you in trouble with the law hand? No, I mean, not yet. We'll see. But just adulting for you. It gets you down. But I feel like I was talking so much about New York last week. How has your week been? Do you have any crazy stories of anything that's happened or what's going on? I mean, it's yeah, it's been pretty chill. Um, Can't remember like what even happened on Monday. This week was just so uneventful for me, too. It was was uneventful. It was kind of like a low of a week. Are you watching Love Island? I'm not, and everyone is talking about it at work, and I feel so behind. Don't call me up. <laughs> oh my gosh, we make a great team. Wait, do it one more time. Do it one more time. <clears throat> this I'm ready. week. This week, a hot new bombshell enters the villa. Don't call me up. Wow, did we just transport you to watching the show? Um, let's bring it back to America, specifically the golden age of california in the hot land of los angeles there's a starving actress in california there's a hungry jazz player also in california the two don't like traffic the two don't like being rejected but there's nothing these two like less than having a happy ending because that's what you get with la la land I felt it from the first embrace I shared with you That now our dreams may finally come true We are talking about La La Land, one of the best modern day movie musicals of all time in my opinion. I'm so excited to be talking about it and I think Erica has a special guest for us. Erica, I don't know how we got him, Hannah. The strings we had to pull. It's it's pretty crazy who we had to call for this. It's crazy. Come on. You you just want to sing. Okay. He okay, he just yeah, wants he just to, sing. to sing. Okay. He just wants to sing. I don't know if it's wrong or if it's right. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait! John is here in the studio. Does Chrissy Teigen know you're here right now? (laughs) Okay. Before we started this audio recording, Erica was like, 
Um, hey, Hannah, do I sound like John Legend? I don't know. <laughs> wow, John, thank you so much. Now get out of here, John. Get out of here. You get out of here, John. Go back to recording your music. Yeah, get out of here. <clears throat> Hannah, that was before so we good, get Erica. into it, thank you so much. Why did you pick La La Land for your movie pick this week? Oh my gosh. Well, it was so funny because I was FaceTiming you and I think you said you were going to watch this movie anyways. And I was like, you know what? I was just reminded of how much I miss California as a state. I Mm. love it so much. The movie itself is just such an ode to Los Angeles and California. And I was like, this would be a perfect movie for us to talk about since um, there's not a movie in the theater we're watching or talking about this week. And it is, it has such a special place in my heart. It is one of my all-time mm. favorite movies. Not because it's just, it's such a good movie overall, but just sentimental-wise, I have, it's just, I hold it near and dear to my heart. I, for the, like the first time I watched this movie, it was the day before I moved into my freshman dorm in California, and I was so nervous because I was transferring from a school I didn't really enjoy and I was just really hopeful this place was going to be a place where I could study something I really loved like design and meet lifelong friends and I was just really hopeful for the future and it was just so perfect it worked out like that and to this day it is one of my favorite movies it really makes me miss California whenever I watch it when I'm not there um but yeah, Erica, when when did you see this for the first time? Was it in the theaters 2016? My I was a freshman in college and we were all me and some friends, we were watching the Oscars and we were watching when La La Land was mistakenly picked for best movie. Oh and my I hadn't, gosh, yes. I feel like my my first memory of La La Land comes from that experience. I don't know if that was the first time I'm sure I watched that prior to the Oscars moment, but I feel like after the Oscars moment, maybe then I watched it with some friends that night. Um, But yeah, I, I loved this movie so much when I first watched it, but I think as I've developed a little bit more creatively and have more of a eye, I think, for cinematography and color ideations and and things I think I've learned to love this movie so much much more from from an artistic perspective um which I don't think I had when I was like 19 so I mean Damien has Damien Chazelle's like directing and art style is like pretty stamped like you you know his films yeah (laughs) so I enjoyed watching La La Land from that perspective, like knowing, oh, okay, these are the shots that like he really likes to use. Like, you know, when the camera is whipping, it's, it, you know, you can just totally. see the camera. The camera really feels like an active part of the film. You kind of feel like you're playing a part in it. And that's really unique to his directing style. And really La La Land just feels like a love letter to California and I love California I have so many amazing memories from our friendship visiting you and going and visiting family out there of yours and just such special 
memories. And it not only is it a love letter to California, but it's a love letter to the dreamers and to the actors and the actresses and to anyone who's ever considered or wants to do something in film, something artistic, something off the beaten path. Like, I think it was really wonderful to watch the movie from that perspective as an adult, as somebody who strongly identifies with that drive and that such a deep passion. Like, it's clearly something that they won't stop until they achieve that. And I really resonate with that. Again, I don't think I necessarily had that kind of drive when I was 19 because I was in college and like the stakes were really low for me. But when you graduate and you're like out in the real world, like the stakes are so much higher because you just have to do what, what you want to do in your life. There's, there's stakes involved, you know, Sebastian's not paying his bills. Um, Mia feels as though she's, you know, she's surrounded by actress friends and things, but I just liked it from an, a more an adult perspective, I think helped me enjoy it so much more. Yeah, no, that's actually such a good point. Yeah, I feel like as an adult, it's just, it's brought much more, you're much more aware of how ambitious it is to move to California to really pursue your dreams after graduating because I don't know when you're younger you kind of feel like I don't know like I'm just like going with the flow of school like I'm here learning about new things but once you're out and out in the world on your own you're like what am I supposed to do so it's really cool watching this as an adult and um which brings us to the first song of the whole movie another day of sun maybe we should start talking about the music because it is a musical so many great songs in this movie, but one of my all-time favorite, I think my favorite song of the film is Another Day of Sun because it touches on so, pretty much everything you just said, Erica. It is really, it's um, almost kind of summarizes the plot of what we're about to see. They're singing, singing about a girl leaving a guy uh, for her dreams and it's so interesting so like when the when the song starts we pan across several cars on the la freeway and each one i noticed this while re-watching it but each one is playing their own individual song specific to that person so i i heard a car playing some hip-hop i've heard another one playing an opera song and it kind of signified to me that every person has their own song and their own story and their own dream that they're hoping to bring to fruition in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, that's such a good, I think this song exactly describes what an actor's process is. It's kind of more about auditioning. Like, it's just about learning how to get, it's really the difference between actors and anybody else is, or I guess the difference between people on a screen and the people who aren't on a screen are the people who literally just never gave up who were just so resilient. Every single door they knocked on, they were they got told no. I mean, I loved listening to these mu- this this music again and listening to the reading the lyrics. It's amazing. It's like um 
And someday as I sing my song, a small town kid who will come along, that'll be the thing to push him on and on and go. And it's like this cycle of like, well, once I make it, then another small towner is going to see me. And that's what inspired me to keep going. So it's like this Hollywood cycle of wanting it, seeing it, getting it, and then another one coming along, seeing it, wanting it, getting it. And that's kind of what keeps Hollywood alive. That's what keeps that's what keeps the business running is climbing for the hills, reaching for the heights, chasing all the lights that shine. And when you get fallen down, you'll get up off the ground because morning rolls around. It's another day of sun. Like, just get up. You can do this. And it's quite a heavy subject. Yeah, it's it's kind of an intense thing that they're singing about, but it's done with so much optimism. I mean, it's this scene is so classic Hollywood and I believe it's a call to I can't exactly remember the movie that it's a call to but it's a call to old Hollywood films the the car choreography and how everyone just looks so bright and shiny and you don't really understand exactly what what's going on but yeah what an incredible song to like knock it off you know yeah, every Erica, I love what you're saying. It's just such an inspiring song and it, every time I listen to it I'm like, "Yep, like I just have to go out there and do it. And it's it's really inspiring. I love this song. I think it is my favorite song in the whole movie. It's really positive. I love the message. Erica, what is, do you have a favorite song from this movie? Oh my gosh, my favorite song, Fools Who Dream, hands down. I know, I think it's always been Fools Who Dream. Ever since you saw it for the first time, it's so good. <laughs> it's so freaking good. Like anytime I have like a moment where I'm like feeling down, I just put that song on and I'm just like, wow, like it, it's just it's amazing. I feel like the the Fools Who Dreams song. Is kind of remind is, is it's telling the world how badly it needs actors and actresses. It, it acknowledges the impact that performers and dreamers have on the world and how dependent the world's momentum is on dreamers existing. Dreamers who have hearts that ache, that have messes that they make. They, they have these flames inside them. Um, the quote that she says that her aunt says is a bit of madness is key to give us new colors to see and who knows where it will lead us and that's why they need us. We don't know what the future holds unless we have dreamers, innovators, creatives who are working tirelessly, bravely, and resiliently to making their dreams come true. It's like it's like the most but they're the crazy ones. They're they're insane because this movie also reminded me how insane it actually is and how crazy you need to be to live in California and do this to your life. The artist life is no joke at all. And I know you can relate to that with all the auditions you do and have done in the past. It is no joke. And um it is like it can be dehumanizing sometimes because you're constantly getting a door slammed in your face. You constantly see rejection after rejection. But the people who still seek it out and seek out new opportunities despite all the no's they've seen are the people I just respect the most. It's like their fire is just fan is just being 
fans so big deep inside them that they just have to keep going. It's so inspiring. I love that. What's your favorite scene in this film? That's an impossible question. Let me think about it. One second. Um, do you have think an answer it. while I think? Is there a scene that just captivates you? I mean, there are so many scenes that have me wrapped around their finger like I'm a little old baby. But there is one scene that I enjoyed wa- watching this time around that it didn't stick out to me the last time. And it's when Sebastian goes to Mia's coffee shop and then they walk around the studio. And it's just so lovely because there's just kind of this really obvious dichotomy of the movies being filmed literally to their left and Mia he asked her why do you care like why did this start for you why did you want to become an actress and she says well my mom my aunt was an actress we used to watch all these old films together and it it kind of is like you don't know the actresses on the other side of the camera that are filming a movie as she's speaking. They don't show their faces really, which I think kind of, I feel like that kind of communicates to the audience that like there really is not a big difference between Emma or between Mia and the actresses to her left. The only thing that's different about them is that they're on that side of the camera and she's on this side and like, it's right under her nose and it's right there. All she has to do is just keep working, keep keep doing it. I also caught, not to jump so far ahead, but I also caught at the end of the movie when they're having that um, fantasy dreamlike montage of their lives of what could have been, they are dancing in that sound stage that they pass by. That's really interesting. Um, speaking of things I didn't catch the first time around stylistically the movie definitely changes in the second half it's a little bit less dreamlike it feels a lot more rooted in reality they're starting to argue um we don't hear me and so much more modern in the first half they're really it's more focused on their relationship blossoming they just met and they're starting to fall in love and then the second half they're slowly starting to focus more on their dreams their own individual aspirations and less about each other because he says yes to John Legend's character it pulls him away from her and just things crumple before their eyes so that's really interesting and maybe that leads into our discussion of the end because this is such a controversial end I remember even in 2016 when it came out there was so much buzz over this movie everyone there was like half of the world was pissed half of the world thought this was the worst way to end a movie the second half was like no it was right it was meaningful so I'm so curious what your opinions on the ending were when you first watched it and your opinions of it now watching it as as a 26 almost 20 25 year yeah old. no I completely agree I think when everyone saw this movie for the first time the first thing they said was just oh hated that ending that ending was so awful just because we didn't get our happily ever after but I think it was a very realistic ending and I mean of course they didn't end up together but they did achieve both of their dreams that they set out to achieve from the beginning so it's really give and take and that's exactly what 
Sebastian says when he's talking about jazz early on in the film. It's jazz music. It's conflict. It's give and take. Not everything is going to happen mm. perfectly at the end because there's wow. You have to sacrifice what you love in order to make the other person happy in a relationship. And so when we see that fantasy scene, mm. I noticed this after rewatching. So yes, he says no to John Legend's character. He doesn't go on tour with them. So he stays closer to Mia and they grow closer. But once they finally get back into, they stumble upon the jazz club. It isn't Sebastian's jazz club this time. It's someone else's. Like you go into the jazz club, you don't see the Seb's logo anywhere and someone else is playing the piano. So it's kind of assuming that he never got the jazz club. Yeah. It never happened. So he had him. to sacrifice what he loved for her, but they did stay together because of it. So is hmm. that really a happy yeah. ending for was him? Either... I don't know. I mean, he did. I don't know. It's a really complicated. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. I've I've also seen the other argument, and I think the director, um, Chavez, has come out and said this, that they, they could have gotten the relationship right and still pursued their dreams. Yeah. He, he was saying that it, it wasn't a matter of dreams or relationship. They're just flawed people who didn't get them right. And that's mm -hmm. probably the most realistic thing at all in this film is not just that they didn't work and that they didn't get their romantic happily ever after, but that they're flawed human beings. And at the end of the day, maybe it wasn't a conscious choice to choose. It's not this like revolving door of, is it Mia or is it Jazz? He didn't have that hindsight when he made that choice. He's just a flawed individual, as is Mia, who makes choices yeah, in life. Yeah, exactly. But you make them not knowing the other route. You don't get you don't get the option to see what would happen if you had said no or see the option if you had said yes. You don't. You just make decisions that feel right in the moment. And it's magical and wonderful when those choices bring us to the people that we do love. Yeah. But it's also not tragedy when it doesn't. It's just, it's just different. The fallout of life. I know. But it is so magical when everything works out in your favor. Um, but yeah, I was mm -hmm. watching a YouTube video about, I mean, sometimes when I'm bored, I'll watch like recommended la la land la la land ending how i imagine it to be whatever and in the comments of the video people are yeah. like one guy said this ending changed my life i proposed to my girlfriend right after seeing this ending because it just was a reminder to me that she is my dream and she's the most important thing in the world and i don't want to oh lose gosh. her i was like that is so beautiful um that's wonderful <laughs> I know. Yeah, the ending is, I don't know. What do you think about the ending? Do you like the ending? I i feel like I'm at peace with the way that the film ends purely based off of the scene that we get at the end when Mia is walking out of the jazz club and she turns around. Oh my gosh, I don't literally don't want to cry. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to cry. But like when she <laughs> turns around and he looks and sees her and they just acknowledge each other and just smile like 
He wasn't even going to call the jazz club Sebs. He was going to call it chicken on a stick or something like she she helped that dream and he helped her dream. Absolutely. And I also love that when he finally saw Mia in that jazz bar, he was like he decided to play their theme together just to as a little nod to her to acknowledge like I see you and like I appreciate what we had and I wouldn't have been here without you. It was so sweet and they just smile at each other at the end. but it's like it's so it's so beautifully tragic it's also sad to me because i noticed when we cut to the end of the fantasy scene they are caressing each other in that jazz club they are so close to her arm is draped over his shoulder they are physically so Mm -hmm. close and it just signifies that they are so close in their relationship too but then it cuts back to reality and she's sitting with her new husband and they are feet away from each other they're not even looking at each other and there's an actual Whoa. lamp in between them it's just it just made me really sad for her cuz i'm like oh, wow they're pro- they obviously Whoa. aren't as in love as mia would have been if she stayed with seb i was like oh no but she seems happy, so. Yeah, that's really sad. And in the grand scheme of things, like, life is so short. Like, chase your dreams. Do exactly what you feel like you were put on the earth to do. But on the flip side of that, like, people are all we have. Like, shouldn't our highest goal in life to be with the love of our lives, to have love be what inspires us like it's almost sad because like we all know that like love is the answer and like being surrounded by people who love us and we love is like the most important thing like forget being in a freaking movie like their dreams as amazing as they are I can't help but find them slightly shallow and like just as a critique of that world like again you do have to be a bit mad to want what they want but it's kind of sad in a sense because it's just like wouldn't you rather choose to have someone you love so madly by your side rather than be in a blockbuster movie it's different for a lot of people I think a lot of people would say something else but obviously I would say the first for sure yeah I would obviously have someone to come home to at the end of the day but People would choose the movie. It's sad. It's like, again, it's about jazz. It's give and take. Like, not every... I mean, everything... When you're in a relationship, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be give and take. And there are sacrifices you have to make. And it was really realistic in the fantasy when he didn't get the jazz club. But he seemed so happy he was okay with that. I don't know. Hannah, do you have any other concluding thoughts about La La Land? I don't. This was such a great trip down memory memory lane for me. Like, I loved it. I love this movie. So many memories. You know, when it's back to Cali, it makes me really want to go back to Cali. 
It makes me want to go back too. Should we? Should we go? go? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. City of stars. Anyway, what's your skip on this album? What's your skip on this album? Oh, like you're on the treadmill, you're shuffling La La Land original soundtrack. Like, what song are you like? See ya. Um, that is such a good question. Uh, let I'm me see this on them. List. To be honest, it's kind of sad, but I skip a lovely night. It's well, not, it's mostly there's a dance so much sequence. Space. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, there's, there's so much it's dance, a dance time. sequence. So. Yeah. I agree with you. That is also my skip album. Wait, but there's also, I didn't realize how amazing City of Stars oh, is. Oh, of course. It's a classic. It's so good. These lyrics, City of Stars, are they shining just for me? Sorry, but I feel like that kind of is a way to describe how delusional actors are. To okay, think we can't say that, they're like, delusional. Stars you would shine just for them. We can't say actors are delusional. I mean, they have a calling just like you and me, and you're an actor. So Okay, no, I don't mean delusional I, in a bad way. I just mean, like, they're so in the clouds, I guess, which is what people often say of, like, actors. They're so in the clouds that they think, City of Stars, like, are you shining just for me? Hollywood, mm-hmm. are you are you alive? Like, are you awake? Yeah, because of me. You I think it's. I, mean? I think. I know. I see what you're saying. I think it's more like it's more humble. Oh, so than you that. disagree? I kind of disagree because I think it's like you disagree. It's like the same thing if you go to New York City. It's like, are these buildings, are these lights shining just for me in this moment to be here? I feel like everyone has their own individual dream and aspiration, of course. But it's just a very personal feeling. The feeling of being in Los Angeles. It's like, is all of this just for me and my dream and I'm here? I mean, maybe that does sound selfish, but I feel like it's very individual to every single person. Naive. (laughs) Can I say naive? Can I change delusional to naive? Like city of stars, are you shining? Yeah, just for but me? I think it's. I think that's a common phrase. Like, are you? Is this just for me? Like, I have never. Are once, you shining just for I me? I have never once looked at the moon and thought it was on because I was there. Well, no. Think about it this way: if you look at the moon and it's a beautiful night sky, and it's like. Hmm. I don't know. It feels so personal to you. It's like, this is me and the moon in this moment and no one else is looking at it the way I'm looking at it in this moment. Dang, it's just... do I have like horrible self-image? Because I have literally <laughs> never thought that. Or maybe I have bad self-image and I'm like, no, you can be selfish. I'm like, you know? I've never looked at the sun and thought, dang, like that thing's working overtime for me. <laughs> No, it's a common phrase. It's like, is the star is the star shining just for me? I it's not selfish. I don't know. Anyways. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I think the city of stars, it ends with, is this the start of something wonderful and new or one more dream that I cannot make true? So profound. So profound so with profound. like auditioning too. It's like, is am I gonna be let down yeah. again? That I cannot like, make Like, yeah, every time true. you audition for something, every time you audition for something, you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to get that? Like, is that going to be my big break or is it just going to be one more dream? Like, you kind of have to be so willing to, like, 
put your heart out on yeah. the line and like give such a heartbreaking performance for them to just be like thank yeah. you have a good like we've seen enough like that's so, so humiliating like she, actors are god bless process, any actor who is listening to this because you have this willpower of god seriously like it is a god-given ability seriously just yeah. willpower do you think if you tried hard enough you could cry on command no it's really hard for me it's really hard but you could maybe i could probably i just ha i probably just would have to think of some like really awful things i could with a tear stick if i had that i'd be like i can be an actor okay, anyone can <laughs> it's why it's called a freaking tear stick my dog but i could pull it off like sometimes people are like it's like okay you're obviously not crying but i could i can move my muscles in my face like you think maybe, i'm I also know. such a ugly crier i wouldn't i wouldn't want that <laughs> i don't think I, I i i also wonder if like this movie is kind of like a period piece in its own right because hollywood has changed so much since that's such a good point. This movie you know, first came out because now there's so much self-taping. There's TikTok. We just, the film industry is just completely different now that like you kind of have to wonder like, is La La Land still relevant? Like even in the world of like nepotism, like it's kind of hard not to feel like, is, is anyone actually still freaking doing this? Like, is anyone just like picking up and moving to California? Like, I know there are, but this is such yeah, a... Yeah, it's very more traditional that way. It's so traditional to move, yeah, to move to LA to pursue your dreams and audition in person. No one does that anymore. So you can audition from the comfort of your own house and um, even places like Toronto and Atlanta are becoming the new Hollywoods of today, so... That's actually such a good point. I didn't think about mm -hmm. that. Thanks, Hannah. I but there's so much beauty and just um, so much nostalgia about moving out to California to pursue your dreams. I think there's so many people who still do that. Oh. Yeah, we need to watch Whiplash next. Yeah. We've got some homework, Hannah. Is there anything else you want to say, my dog? I love you. That's what I wanted to say. You're I my city of stars. I love you. You're my city of stars, and I love California. I love you. Um, I love Cali. I love California. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, if you're still with us. How are you guys? How are you movie buffers? Send us a message. Let us know what you're watching, what you're into, and what you're looking forward to hearing next. We love you guys, and I love you, Han. And I love you. That I cannot. What song should we end out with? Um, and just remember, it's another day of sun. day of sun. Sun, sun. It's another day, day of, of sun. sun. Conk. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, hopefully that worked. Uh, Bye, you guys. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.